That's the new Grime song. That's also the Come Town song, which is Sucking My Little Dick hmm. by Grimes. By, ah, that the melody you mean that you just used? Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, that was the, yeah. the it's, she does make beautiful music. Yeah. My God. Wow. It, it's beautiful. Hi, everyone. I punched my breakfast today. <laughs> well, there's a, st- a local man punches yeah. breakfast. There's the start to the show you've been looking for. I took my, I went out to go get my breakfast. And it was a little bit not quite to my liking, to my specifications. So I threw the whole thing in the garbage and punched it with great rage. <laughs> oh, I was so angry this morning. I Frustrated. Did yeah. you get it from a takeout place? Got it from a takeout breakfast place. Um, yeah. And it just slightly not correct for how I like what it. Was, what was subpar about it? Well, you don't really have to get into that, do we? I mean, Wh- that's... Why? That's why really... you, you it got you so mad for you as to punch. I mean, it wasn't about the breakfast, I assume. I don't know. I guess it was what about d- the breakfast. I don't know. Maybe it was about other things. I, I wasn't prepared for that question. That is frankly trying asking a, a little bit for too much information, okay. and I'm offended. It's a little loaded. <laughs> it's a, it was a little loaded. <laughs> yeah, those eggs were loaded. They had some kind of crazy sauce. I wish I could have tasted it, but I couldn't. Some crazy sauce. Yeah. But instead, you punched it. Yeah. How about you? I, did you? You were saying in our uh, in the green room back before when we were hanging out in the green room yeah. that um when we were doing when we were doing lines of skag in the green room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pre pre show hangout in the green room. You you were saying yeah. you slept in, slept in this weekend. I slept in last weekend. This weekend today. I slept in this weekend. Weren't you saying that that you slept in? Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Just a, like Nas, Nas says. Yeah, it's a Nas quote. There's a Nasty Nas in your area. <laughs> nasty Nas was in my area last night. Really? You went to go see a, a, a hip-hop concert? N- no, I just meant uh, Is that Nas why you were up so late and, and you had to sleep Nas in? Nas came over and was sucking my penis. <laughs> and and doing Nas verses wow. while sucking my <laughs> penis. <laughs> now we're riffing. My penis was in his mouth. And he was like, I'm going to sleep because he is a breath. That's what it sounds like when Nas is rapping with a yeah. dick in his mouth. Yeah, NY State of Mind. Dude, that's the only Nas lyric I know. I'm not a huge Nas fan, but I like saying Nas over and over again. Well, maybe you should get into Lil Nas X. He's the new Nas. Sort of. He's got, like, some of the same letters. <laughs> he's got at least three. Yeah, he's cool. I follow him on Twitter. I don't listen to any of his music, but he's oh, yeah. really fun He's on very Twitter. good at Twitter. I yeah. mean, I know the one song because it was inescapable that one year, but um, yeah, the Little Nas X is a, is a posting genius. Yeah. R.I.P. to the true posting genius, our former president, um, McDumpster ass Trump. Uh, <laughs> McPixar wife ass Donald Trump. <laughs> And happy Inauguration Day. Um, many tears were shed on Wednesday, this Wednesday, um, this most passing Wednesday, this most last passing Wednesday. Our <laughs> dearest Joe Seth uh, Robinuth Boudin mm-hmm. was finally um, finger blasted on the Oval Office floor and became president. <laughs> and then just pooped everywhere. And that was the tradition... That it was sad to see uh, McDumpster asked Trump not attending 
but he had to yeah. go put cucumbers inside his anus uh, in Florida. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's cold. Ooh, that's <laughs> tremendously cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the idea of like uh, him getting finger blasted as part of the ritual because like Joe Biden went to Syracuse, so he didn't actually get to do Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. So like all of his buddies are like George W. Bush is like, I know you didn't get to do this in college because he went to a state school. So. Okay. Or here, here's a coffin. Here's your very own coffin to masturbate in, and here's Hiawatha's skull. Uh-huh. Have at it. Wow. Yeah, I bet those rich people are the ones who still have all the relics from, like, um, the westward expansionism of America. Like, all those, oh, yeah. like, Bush, what kind of weird relics does Bush have from, like, the, 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 the wars of westward expansion? Uh, I think he has uh, relics from the wars of eastward expansion. He probably has like quite a few soldier legs. He just has this thing, <laughs> a bunch of fanatical patriot moms. This is my son's leg. It's all they found of him. I had it mummified and sent to you, Mr. Bush. Um, I don't want to have to make fun of the Catholics too much, but apparently there's going to be a new saint. You heard, like the youngest saint ever. New Saints. Yeah, he was on. He was like 15, and he died, and he was on Twitter. <laughs> he's the Ronan Pharaoh of Saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the <laughs> Wunderkind Saint. Uh, we should, um, we should make something akin to sainthood for New Yorker writers. You know, <laughs> uh, they, they uh, entrance into I don't know what's a popular New York deli that you can't get into unless you're somebody. Squats. Twats. Squats. I can't get into Twats, twats. Deli. Twats, de- yeah. twats, twats Delicatessen. Twats Deli. You can only, the only two people are allowed in there, Fran Lebowitz and Ronan Farah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, um, no one liked it on Twitter. I was thinking, like, how much it's going to suck, like, to be, to be this kind of conservative guy who hates the Dilbert guy, you know? Like, how much it's going <laughs> to suck to be stuck in the, go- in the gulags with the yeah. Dilbert guy. Yeah, this type of pedantic uh, fucking weasel. Man, I could I could talk a lot about how much Scott Adams is a fucking weird guy. He's the worst. He is he is one of the absolute worst because what makes him so irritating is you know that Ben Shapiro is not having a good time. Ben Shapiro is not a happy person. No. Like, he doesn't experience joy. Scott Adams looks like he's having a great time constantly. He's so fucking full of himself, and he has such a, a profound sense of self-satisfaction that he's always just like, Oh, I'm, I'm just uh, using logic and persuasion to understand people. And- yeah. He's always <laughs> singing give you to my himself. Thought. What if God actually was able to manipulate women into thinking that they were, in fact, you know, he just goes on these long pseudo-spiritual anti-feminist rants a lot. He also is, and when he's not talking, he's singing to himself. He's like going, bum, 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 bum. And yeah. it's uh, one of the most annoying character traits I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do that all the time as well. Um, on camera, do you do it? I, I don't do it. On, I'm not doing it right now. But yeah, I'll often interlude our our uh, segments with me going yabba dabba dooba hooba dee dooba hooma abba dee na hooba Nice. Hooma abba Well, that that's my old joke is I'm blue. I'm hooma abba dee na abba If I was wiener, I'd die. If I, was, if I was wiener, I'd die. Yeah. 
I'm a whom, I'm a dean, I'm a die. If I was wiener, I'd die. Yeah. <laughs> These are the lyrics to my to my five years too late Anthony Wiener parody. Oh, man. It'd be great if he got arrested again. <laughs> <laughs> like the kids he keeps exposing to himself to keep getting younger. He's, but all he, he just keeps sending these naughty letters. He can't help himself. He's a, he's a lech. <laughs> he's the real lech, that Anthony Weiner. His name seems appropriate, in fact. Funny yeah. that. They, here's, a, here's a new senator, Anthony Penis. <laughs> here's a new senator, Joe Cockenballs. Well, I mean... Do you feel different? I was talking to my dad, and he was like, "Boy, I'm so glad that Biden's president." I I feel different in as much as I'm happy for my liberal family, who who feel different. (laughs) They they feel different, and that's enough for me. Right. Uh, I I I like it that my mom is slightly more relaxed. That's nice, but that's that's all I'm really getting out of it. Well, um. My dad got the first dose of the vaccine, so he's also feeling Hells pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Superman. Yeah. He's just walking through outdoor malls, just pushing people's faces out of the way. So I'm a vaccinated bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said no side effects whatsoever. He didn't feel a thing. So I'm kind of well, one. I'm hoping it worked, you know. <laughs> he didn't just get one of the placebo ones? Yeah. <laughs> Half of them are placebo because Cuomo is doing a, doing a little, uh, little his own little experiment. <laughs> We're doing our own little into Cuomo experiment over here. What you have to know is the miscommunication is part of it. I just have to miscommunicate constantly, or else you won't understand. You fucking asshole. You fucking little bitch. You prick. Randy Rainbow makes songs about me. Do you know how fucking hot you have to be for Randy Rainbow to be sucking on your dick constantly? I'm Andrew Motherfucking Cuomo. I'll fuck your sister with a rake. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Randy Rainbow. What a what a nice looking guy. He. Uh, I just googled him. I'm not sure I'm familiar. Uh, Randy Rainbow, he's a gay man that makes musical parodies of various current events. He looks like a nice young man. And ordinarily it wouldn't be relevant to comment that he's gay, but being gay figures into a lot of his work. So, yeah. it's relevant. You can kind of um, figure that out because of the, the pink flamingo glasses. Hey, you've never seen you've never seen fucking straight bros? I'm sure Tim McGraw would wear pink flamingo glasses. Did you see the great uh, piece of goss, uh, which is short for gossip, for those of you who aren't It's not short for, for gossamer, for, the for those greatest. Of you, those of you uh, probably boys out there who aren't really familiar with what it's like to, to be a goss queen like me, there is <laughs> a, be piece a Ryan of, Gosling. piece of goss out there about Tim McGraw and, versus Chris Christopherson at backstage. Um was it Tim McGraw or was it? I feel it was Toby Keith. Oh, was it Toby Keith and not? It may Tim have McGraw? been because I I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Because I feel this was at the height of the Iraq War, and because yeah. Tim McGraw, maybe it was Tim McGraw. No, I think Are it was tr- Toby Keith. You're right. Yeah. No. I'm well, sorry. that's interesting because I was just thinking about Toby Keith because I think this because this was uh yeah the height of the Iraq War when he, have you ever listened to the song Beer for My Horses. No. 
it really <laughs> gleefully describes like a lynching party, but for Arabs. Like, I think it actually uses the phrase "string 'em up, Charlie." And I'm gonna look up the lyrics. Yeah. Right okay. Now. So I found the stuff that the gossip that was going around, and it is Toby Keith that Chris Christopherson asked, um, "You ever wore your country's uniform?" <laughs> what? Don't what me, boy. You heard the question. You just don't like the answer. So yeah, Did, I guess Chris Christ was Chris Christopherson like. In he a was a, well, yeah. He's a big lefty. He was, went to Harvard. Yeah, but he was, was he like in a, in the army or anything? Yeah, he was in the army. He he famously he knew he knew had a. He got Johnny Cash's attention by landing a helicopter on his front lawn, which he had learned to do. In his army training. <laughs> wow. Well, he's a cool guy. I, you know, I'm 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 always gonna be on Team Toby Keith versus the old fuckers. Like, <laughs> well, you you left out the other part of um, the Chris Christopherson thing, which was um, the he leaned to the over to the interviewer after reprimanding Toby Keith for his pro-war stance. And said, that guy's doing a country music what pantyhose did to finger fuck it. Yeah, that's what Waylon <laughs> Jennings said, right? <laughs> that's a great lie. I, that, but that's such a, also a weird lie. It's not, were, were you just, did pantyhose confound you? You couldn't figure out how to get yeah, them off? They have a bear. Were women just, Captain. were women just free lipping it all Ca the time before pantyhose? And Captain, it made finger fucking? The women have invented a barrier. For the f <laughs> what shall we do? Lances down, soldiers. We will figure oh, out a way. the pantyhose, <laughs> confounding to the cowboy. They can't figure out the hose. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the beer for my horses. Um. <laughs> which is a very funny song. Uh, title. Um. But yeah, let let's read uh the chorus lyrics. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys. You gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory to tune, and we'll meet back at the local saloon, or raise up our glasses against evil forces, singing whiskey for men and beer for my horses. Okay, that's not the bad one. Oh no, here's the bad one. Mm -hmm. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son, a man had to answer for the wicked that he done. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall oak tree, round them mm. up all the bad boys, hang them high in the street for all the people to see. Yeah, he gleefully describes okay. a lynching party there. Yeah. <laughs> and then applies it to Arab people. Well, Muslims. That's Muslims. so interesting um, how 9-11 had the return of a dynamic that I'm reading about now in a book called the dawning of the apocalypse Ooh, by the gerald of the horn by a, a professor of history at U, the university of houston named gerald horn where um you know he sort of has a theory about white supremacy and its origins having to do with the ottoman empire and islam being so big of a scary of a force that europe had to turn to America, um, or turn westward instead of eastward, and then 9/11 is sometimes thought about as like the like a switch back, and to that old way of thinking with the uh, hmm. second Iraq War being kind of like a crusade, because yeah, you were hmm, the motivation. Well, I'm just one of one. The motivation of it is still like I still don't understand. 
the motivation of the second Iraq war. Uh, people are like, oh, well, Halliburton. But is Halliburton enough of a motivation? I don't know. Uh, no, it was ideological. I think that's why it was so powerful. It was both... Um, it was at once both a money-making scheme and also uh, based in this, like you said, um, ancient crusades mentality. The The other book which talks about this and which is influential is The Clash of Civilizations, which I haven't read, but mm -hmm. I know is uh, very influential on how like a lot of modern foreign policy was sculpted. Uh, as the idea that we are in this sort of war between these, between us, the the vision of the future, you know, um, and uh, the the backwards barbarian forces of Islam, you know, and you're saying that that is that initial struggle is the beginning of what we understand to be modern white supremacy. Uh, I don't know. It's still coming together. I haven't finished the books, and I'm not saying it. This guy's saying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think basically so far what I have gleaned is that um, Spain was colonizing America in the 16th century, and then Spain kind of started getting rich, and the whole reason Spain had gone there anyway was because they couldn't go east, because the Ottomans were very imposing, but Spain mm. ends, ends up fighting the Ottomans anyway, and then England's um, colonial project wins out over the Spanish colonial project because of that and then the English kind of perfect settler colonialism by living alongside the people that they are enslaving and have to create a system of white supremacy because they're all different religions so they can't all be Catholic against the whoever it is they can't be united around a common religion so they mm. are getting united around a common skin tone mm. sort of interesting yeah gerald horn cornell west praises it on the cover yeah it's a good book he's a marxist i haven't read a lot of marxist history so it's pretty fiery it has some fiery parts he blames the jews <laughs> a little bit but there's a lot well, of you know, there's a lot of blame to scamps. go around and he talks about how the jews are expelled from England and then they're expelled from Spain and then they're expelled from France and they're expelled from and then they like settle yeah. in Africa and then some of them are actually with Columbus going to uh, America well Jewish people are very uh, they're a very necessary ingredient in a lot of white supremacist ideology because uh, they're the adversary race. They are the they are like the the anti-white people, where because uh, you know that's what that's what people like Goebbels and Goebbels. Uh, fucking uh, Mengele thought. Uh, they didn't think of the Jews as necessarily. They did think of them as in beneath them, but they also thought of them as the only people that could oppose the master race because of you know their devilish craftiness. <laughs> so. Uh, how how infantile humans are. Mm-hmm. We're little babies. Yeah, we everyone's like to got little baby brains. Like they yeah. are, they're our enemy nemesis. We have a nemesis yeah. race. <laughs> yeah. They're just bored. Why we have to? Why why we have to make? We're making it all about race. Instead, we should make it all about uh uh, uh foot size, asshole size. 
What should we make it all about? What? How should we separate people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This whole race thing isn't working. (laughs) This whole separating people by religion thing isn't working. Go with butthole size. (laughs) Yeah, butthole size. Everyone's just like we shall. Like the tiny buttholes Mm -hmm. are uh, shunned. No, they're the ones that are preserved, and the large butthole people are shunned. Okay. And everyone's just walking, just flaring their asshole everywhere, just walking backwards in order to show that they have a tiny butthole. Yeah, we start walking and, on four, on all fours again. Yeah. We're just regressing. Yeah. Turning back into and, apes. Uh, that is the tenor of society. That's the that's the meme of the last year is return to monkey. Yeah. <laughs> is that what's going on? Is that yeah, where all that's the normal been a powerful meme? Is that where all the smart people have gone? They've returned to monkey. I won't. I don't think all the smart people are into that. I think a bunch of doomer anarcho primitivist <laughs> teens are into that. A bunch of gaming teams who. Um, a bunch of Roganites are into it, you know, because Rogan sort of has this back to nature. That that's uh, <laughs> someone someone could do an essay about like Joe Rogan and the nature of the sublime, or like Joe Rogan's Walden, because he's always talking about like deer hunting and spirituality and you know being mm-hmm. in nature as well, on top of his general bro philosophy. So I I, I think there's something about like. There's something to the like the superficial adulation of nature and also um, lacking critical thinking skills. <laughs> Ouch! No. Wow. Well, sure, nature's great. I mean, mm. we can all agree: a lake, a river. <laughs> Who doesn't love this? A things? lake. <laughs> An isthmus, a peninsula. Come on, come on. These are great things. Um, a tree, a rock, <laughs> uh, a, a mode of dust, a child's laugh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nature. Bugs. Um, uh, cold. Cockroaches. Uh, HIV. <laughs> you know, nature. You know, nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> mushrooms, uh, poop, Heather Locklear, uh, Rita non-natural things, magic, oh. extra-dimensional penis forces. Uh, so you know what? I just realized it's time to do taxes again. Oh, it's tax time. <laughs> it's tax time again. I did my taxes in July amazing like you did your taxes for this year in july i did my taxes on july 4th this past 2020 for 2019 it's patriotic and it was because uh, we got an extension because of covid mm-hmm. oh and i think i just we were just saying that dave Ch- we were talking about dave Chappelle getting covid dave Chappelle did get covid and it was connected with rogan and it, it was, was from connected Grimes. with rogan but it was from potentially the wonderful and talented musician Grimes. Frank Grimes gave gave Dave Chappelle uh, COVID because Dave Chappelle is doing his uh, private comedy tours uh, where everyone is socially distanced, but they can still enjoy the master at work. Man, Dave Chappelle 
I don't know. There's something about his new shit, you know, his, you know, post comeback. I'm buff and I'm like the wizened old man of comedy and I'm like the ultimate comedy genius. I don't know. It just seems he seems to be kind of like a fucking puerile douchebag now. I don't know. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, I don't like comedy anymore at all. I don't like stand up <laughs> comedy all at all anymore. Nobody. I like John Mulaney. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> He's funny. He's good? I'll He's check a him. little cocaine doll. Okay. Oh, okay. I think you mean you like like him. Uh, yeah, I'd wanna. I'd I'd like to you kiss like... John Mulaney. <laughs> want to smooch? You want to smooch? I want to kiss John Mulaney <laughs> on his thin lips. His very thin lips. Uh, well, my tea's kind uh, of cold. Uh, oh no! Yeah, uh, the funniest part is as Grimes just uh, the hubris of wealthy people, because uh, Grimes had been diagnosed with COVID not but two weeks before. And she goes down to this. She and Elon Musk. Elon, Dave is... Ooh, Elon, Dave Chappelle is playing a show and you're a big celebrity. Get us in. And Elon is like, Yes, my sweetie pie, we shall go to Austin, Texas, and he shall find Dave Chappelle. Don't they want to... shall say he is awesome sauce. Like, Joe Rogan has moved to Austin. Dave Chappelle has moved to Austin. I think uh, Elon Musk wants to move to Austin. I feel so bad for those poor Austinites. They wanted yeah. to keep Austin weird, and now instead it is lame. Yeah, it's turning into San Francisco. It's what happened to San Francisco. Yep. Or Portland. Yeah, the, the people people from Portland comment on the Portlandiafication of Portland. Portland didn't used to be like that. It used to just be like this gross port. Okay, well, Portland... <laughs> that was it. Portland is now a hotbed of Antifa, so... That's the funniest shit. It, it's because uh, there's, yeah, the the most left-wing people and the most Nazi people in America can be found in Portland. It's like a theme park for uh, um, doing Nazis versus Antifa. It's crazy. <laughs> that would be a great episode of Portlandia where uh, Carrie Bradstein and Fred Armisen are playing skinheads. <laughs> And they're going around with uh, uh, Carrie Brownstein is playing Andy No. We should make that theme park. Uh, Portlandia theme park. No, the Nazis the, versus yeah, Antifa. yeah. Maybe, well, maybe Portlandia theme park and Nazis versus Antifa would be mm -hmm. one part. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we should be. We should get into the theme park industry. Well, you're just saying in general we should make a theme park. Yeah, we should make a theme park. A dangerous. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Dangerous theme park. Like Action Park? Yeah. In New Jersey, yeah. that park where a bunch of people died? Yeah. There's a, a park in Texas that beheaded the son of a congressman. That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> there's a great article in Texas Monthly about it. Let me recommend the long-form articles of Texas Monthly. Shout out. They're great. I highly recommend them. There's a great story about a girl in Texas who poisoned her own dad. For what reason? Dad was a jerk? Um, no. Not even. Just, poised, just did it one day? Yeah, just did it. She was unhappy about, how, about leaving her mom, so she just poisoned her own dad. Well, that's a reason. It's not it's a great a, reason. Yeah, good story. I recommend it. Google away. Poisoning your dad. I don't hear your I fingers I poison Googling. my dad with my toxicity. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, no. I, I like my dad. 
Good. Uh, I I make I make a lot of jokes about my parents. But that was more of people. like a Britney Spears type of toxic. Yeah. Whoa, she's got problems with her dad. Tell you that much. Yeah. That's funny. What that, if your dad basically controlled everything you do and owned ac- had access to your millions of dollars? That's toxic. I'm slipping under. It's. <laughs> uh, that's such a good song. <laughs> Yeah. So it was such an amazing song. Wee Yeah. Uh with your taste of the lips up on my dick. <laughs> I'm toxic and slipping uh with the taste of your poison on your dick. <laughs> I'm addicted to dicks, but you know that you talks dick. Na 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 na. Okay, so you were gonna, you never got around and telling me in the pre-show green room uh, warm-up where we do jumping jacks and slap each other's butt where, cheeks. Where we where we stare into each other's eyes, where we make eye contact for thirty minutes and do jumping jacks. Yeah. Uh, about Elizabeth Smart. Oh, on the masked dancer. Yeah. What's going on? That was the most reality. I'm surprised. So what you had said is you hadn't heard of the masked franchise, which is impressive to me because it is very bizarre and worth paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a Korean franchise initially, but it got exported to America about two years ago. And it's a talent competition. The, the, The hitch is, though that the participants are all celebrities mm. but they're hidden under costumes they're hidden under elaborate costumes so you'll have one who's the peacock and the egg and the gator and uh the pineapple and uh if they fail to wow the celebrity judges which include ken jong and jenny mccarthy Boo. then they will be unmasked what and yeah two awful people I, Ken Jong seems okay. Jenny McCarthy's bad. Yeah, uh, she's really bad. What? She shouldn't be allowed on TV. Uh, okay. But, so anyway, um, so this franchise is strange, mm. um, and they actually kind of get like a somewhat high caliber of celebrity to appear under these, or at least a high caliber of B tier celebrity to appear under these masks. But uh, there's another franchise. Um, the first one was the Mass Singer, which is a singing competition. This next one is the Mass Dancer, which is a dancer competition. Seems hard to compete in those bulky outfits, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the people that was unmasked last week was Elizabeth Smart, what? who is known for being kidnapped and not as a 13-year-old. Yeah. Kidnapped and not and, escaping. Yeah, subject to <laughs> lots of abuse. Lots and lots of abuse, but yeah, she was billed as an activist and a speaker, uh-huh. as you know her reasons, as her claims to fame. When really, no, she's she, her real claim to fame. It's it's is victim, but uh, you can't put that underneath her underneath her title card. Wow, that is some biting social commentary. It's Damn. biting. Well, it's just bizarre <laughs> that you know someone who. Uh, is exploited in the media cycle as this uh, figure of victimhood, which is already, you know, a strange thing. Um, and how Elizabeth Smart especially was known for being, like, the the focus on her was special because of her character as the perfect victim. Mm. This little, you know, Mormon, blonde-eyed, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, blonde-eyed, blue-haired girl, uh, <laughs> who... Um, 
you know, the, there was this there was this national obsession with finding her, at and many comedians at the time, including Dave Chappelle, who had a bit about Elizabeth Smart talking about you know How she did miles escape. away, yeah, in Detroit. There was a girl who, like, got kidnapped, and she was seven years old, and she managed to find her way out, but you didn't hear about that because she was black. And Dave Chappelle's line, which a bunch of other, you know, edgy comedians at the time made, was, guess she wasn't so smart after all. Whoa. Boom. Roasted. You got raped, Elizabeth Smart. Dave Chappelle, out. <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle uh, was really good at comedy back then. Dave Chappelle was, yeah, skinny Dave Chappelle, <laughs> genius. What a buff yeah. Dave Chappelle up his own ass. Um, well, I'm not, I don't know. I, I kind of was joking. I don't hold him in such high esteem. The Ch- Chappelle show was pretty good, but it was funny. It was, it was like, I mean, come on. He, yeah, he just got like in his new specials, too. He comments like he starts off one of the specials by saying, um, too damn funny, which is like, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. His last thing certainly was not funny, so... Yeah. Yeah, and it sort of comes from the fact... Because what what made the Dave Chappelle character, his persona in comedy, at least when he was like a skinny guy, is that he's sort of like a Bugs Bunny. He's always... He's the underdog, you know? Everyone else is making trouble for Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle has to use his wits to get out of it. But when he... You know, he's now taken on the aggressor. He's, he's become the aggressor. He has become the FUD and not the bugs. You don't want to become a FUD. You're, you don't you, want to become a bald-headed you, hunter Nimrod. You can't say that. that you're canceled. <laughs> you don't become a FUD? <laughs> That's, can't say that. You're, you you're a real FUD, Yeah, you, you better take that back. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna dis- disavow me. I disavow you. Straight up disavow. Yeah, you have been disavowed. Now, everyone is canceled nowadays. At weddings, people exchange their disavows. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Roasted millennial weddings. Yeah. So many millennial Nowadays, we- so the, many- the, broom, the, the groom and the bride cancel each other <laughs> when, they, when they get married. Damn. <laughs> oh, we, we're doing Gen X comedy hour. <laughs> we're doing Gen X comedy hour? Yeah. Yeah, millennials these days. They... <laughs> How many 2020 <laughs> weddings got canceled? And I'm not talking because of COVID. Sorry for those that got canceled because of COVID, but I'm talking about the ones that got canceled because of telling offensive jokes. Millennials are so PC nowadays, they'll reprimand you for saying that you did six lines of coke off your mom's pussy. <laughs> Is that Gen X? That's the Gen X style. Yeah, Gen X are just doing railing coke <laughs> off their mom's pussies. You- that's that's a hallmark of Gen X culture. Yeah, there is weird. They're weird like that. Don't you remember that scene from Reality Bites when Ethan Hawke was going to town just railing coke off his mom's pussy? Um, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was a big scene in Reality Bites. Everyone remembers the the lines off the mom's pussy scene. Wow. Um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Elizabeth Smart was on the Masked Singer franchise. Uh, that's that's where that's that where that came from. What do you what the Masked you, Dancer franchise? I, I got a proposition for you. What what do you think would happen if you were to go back in time, and give, like, before fourteen ninety two, go back in time and just give all of the native people of America copies of the Quran. 
<laughs> this HBO series, well, this HBO alternate history series, written by the guys that wrote Game of Thrones. It's like, uh, it's like, what would it, what would it be exe- called? Executive like, producer General Michael Flynn. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> what if the Indians were actually Muslims and <laughs> we were in fighting a war against them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that's some that would be some a good piece of an original American programming. I don't you know why should, we don't do should, that. <laughs> I, you should write your alternate historical fiction. Uh, you should write your Turner Diaries. Yeah, I don't. There's, who's the new Tom Clancy? You know, who's the yeah. the guy out there? For the right, right in their their weird um, military. Is, is fiction. Todd Clancy? What is the military propaganda contained? I've never read. I've never ingested any Tom Clancy oh, whatsoever. Boring. I think I've, I saw Hunt for Red October, and that's it. Yeah, it's is boring. that a Clancy? That that yeah. was a Clancy, right? It's boring. I mean, I, I only I've played some video games, but most of the video games are bad too. Um. Did he, he, he was, um, uh, Burr, uh, which is the one, Sniper. I don't know. He's made so much sniper. friggin' money. He just Tom licenses Clancy. Is his he name. dead? Yeah, I think so. Did he so. die? I think so. Okay. So he's just Ghost Tom Clancy, and all the money's going to Ghost Tom Clancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny if, like, they, they made, like, a Tom Clancy book. Uh, the military forced whoever's writing Tom Clancy books to um, incorporate the F-35. You really need to hype up the F-35 in this one. You know, it, just say it only decapitates three pilots in this one. Uh, is that, are they having that problem? Are people dying? Oh, well, uh, you never heard about the, the whole debacle of the F-35 and, like, uh, that is a symbol of the general waste of the American military? Uh, I think I heard of it. I think I blacked it out or something. It was just a. It was a, 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 an experimental jet that they kept sinking money into. I think they over still and are, over though, and over right? again. Yeah, they still are. It's like this ongoing, endless money pit yeah. for the American military, and like it's after like twenty years of engineering and construction, it famously would decapitate pilots if they chose to eject oh, like a quarter of the time. Cool. <laughs> it's just a design flaw. <laughs> Hey, that's cool. I mean, but it costs something like billion. It's cost like literally billions of dollars to fund this. Like more, like three hundred and fifty billion dollars to do R and D for these fucking uh, fighter jets. That'd be a cool, a cool movie. I just thought of would be like, um, Top Gun plus Her- Hereditary. Okay. And, and <laughs> Tom Cruise just gets beheaded. <laughs> immediately <laughs> <laughs> by an f-35 yeah and then and then he appears in like goose's nightmares and like goose's payment yeah. or something and, and like then that. it just turns out everyone is, is in a cult except for the main character yeah yeah but it's a fighter jet cult <laughs> yeah well you that's know no, it's just a devil zone. cult i mean sure they do fighter jets because that's their job and you know <laughs> just like the job of the lady and uh Hereditary is to make little dioramas. Their job is to shoot bombs or drop bombs. I wonder bombs. if that was a Charlie Kaufman reference. What was it? The dioramas? Mm. 
in Hereditary, uh, the character, the main character played by Tony Collette, yeah, uh, makes little dioramas as part of his her job. But also in the movie Synecdoche, New York, uh, the Catherine Keener character makes tiny little miniatures. That is her role in the movie, and mm. she plays a very similar role as uh, a font of familial trauma. And so there's something about putting your life in a microcosm and the idea of you, you know, attempting to control or reconcile your uh, terrible family. Yeah, it's making me think I should get a dollhouse. Yeah. Make a make my own dream house in miniature. <laughs> yeah. Reconcile everything about no, the, the, that. The dude version of that is getting really <laughs> obsessed with trains. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to build a tiny train town. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the mayor of the tiny train town. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that impulse. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to cover a wall with TVs and stand before it. You know? <laughs> praise the praise the god of TV. Yeah, leave a bowl like, like like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Leave a bowl of warm tapioca representing my brain as a sacrifice mm-hmm. to the TV gods. Mm-hmm. You've been enjoying any TV? Uh, yeah, been I have been watching um, The Great British Bake Off. Really? Yeah. You're you're a, you're into Bake Off now? Well, I wanted to watch the most recent season because it happened during coronavirus, and they don't talk about it enough. I was hoping for them to be like talking about it, but they don't mention it once. Well, it's it's the Bake Off. They're trying to make you think of happy things like yeah. pavlovas. Yeah, well, they're racist. Though the uh, Great British Bake Off's <laughs> racist. How is the Great British they Bake kick Off, off all racist? The, all the black and brown people first. Well, you know, Google it. Is that a thing? Yeah, like Google the, it. the Great British Bake Off being racist. Yeah, Google it. Just go. Oh my do god. Do some research. Educate yourself. Why don't you? I will educate myself about okay. the the racism of supposedly wholesome British programming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's out there. I mean, I enjoy what's his name? Is it Noel Fielding? Noel Fielding's funny. He's funny. He's a little goth raven boy. Yeah, he's from the Mighty Boosh. He's not a boy anymore. He's a he's yeah. A, he's a forty. He's a forty-eight year old a, man. He's but, a Gen uh, Xer. He's doing um, cocaine. Yeah, he's like a sixty-eight year old man. He's, Noel Fielding. He's but. seventy-five. Uh, yeah. So, and then I watched How To with John Wilson a little bit. That's a good show. It's okay. Everyone can, we can recommend that show. It's okay. Not like so, so good. People are praising it for its humanity. It's no Louie. It's no first season. It is no Louie. It's no first season of Louie. Yeah, which is, uh, it's fun to watch again with all those scenes of him being weird towards women. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's appropriate that the new show from a comedian type, or the new kind of funny, weird show, artistic show, is not a comedian as a god type deal. Yeah. We need a show where the comedian main character just keeps getting, uh, just gets stabbed every episode. Mm. Like every episode ends predictably with him just getting lots of knives and being in the hospital. We are in search of catharsis. Yeah. We, uh, the catharsis that, uh, won't be solved through art. It will be solved through violent, bloody revolution. 
or eating a lot. I was thinking you could eat a lot to achieve a similar feeling. <laughs> are you are you trying to become the six hundred pound man? The, yes, the fabled six hundred pound man of your the fabled six hundred pound man yeah. of your. Uh, once you achieve that amount, you you gain the true knowledge. All right, I got a question for you. Okay. Do more kids hate school or love school? Hate. Why, Why would you? Why? That's seems obvious, right? No, it, no. School is. Okay. Does some USA Today poll say that the office kids actually love school? No. Well, I saw a article from that Las Vegas is going to make them go back to school because. They have had online school during COVID because of rising teenage suicide rates. Ah. And uh, my thinking was, no, don't make them go back to school. They'll start killing themselves more and each other, probably. Yeah. <laughs> They're murderous. 13 reasons why. Yeah. Te- teenagers are murderous little bastards. <laughs> yeah. Teenagers, they're all killers. Yeah. They're killer teens. They're coming for you. They're coming for your wives. I don't know. The killer teens. Why don't we just keep teenagers in solitary confinement? <laughs> I, I like this stretch that you're at. I, that's how we need to return to the 50s, is by everyone being afraid of teenagers again. <laughs> yeah. They were so afraid of teens in the 50s. They're dangerous. What are they doing? milling about and so the only way we can deal with teens is being like okay let's have them all get together in virtual rooms where they then take turns in violent video games shooting the shit out of each other uh, Mm. because otherwise they would just be doing violent revolution to us taking over the parents Mm. house ordering pizza and not paying for it when it gets here no no the problem is that they just don't feel reassured at school, which is why we need a designated kisser. Just need a person to go around and just give them little kisses on the forehead <laughs> while they're studying <laughs> so that they feel at ease. Mm. Just just a series of little kisses. Should that be your job? That would be my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what good work you're doing on your homework, Margo. Mm, would you like some kisses on your forehead? Ooh, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> Ooh, you'll get an A plus for sure. Ooh, Davy, that's a very nice diagram. That's a nice bar graph, Davy. That deserves several kisses. Well, <laughs> that's if you were doing online school only in Las Vegas, and then you have to go back to school during COVID, I think that would push yeah. me to my breaking point. And if, yeah. if I was just barely hanging on, you know. Like, thank God. That's why you need the Kiss Lord. And he'd be in a pied Harlequin suit. And he'd be going around going, Kiss. Like a red and white Harlequin suit? Yeah, I was thinking a yellow and black, you know, diamond pattern. Mm. uh, Because it's a very good clashing colors. Maybe you could. But I guess that would be more for Pittsburgh. You could be carrying a nice plate of berry cobbler with creme anglaise. (laughs) Ooh. This isn't for you until you finish your studies. <laughs> Up until then, you only get kisses from me. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Wow. It is me, the Kiss Lord. Yeah, Kiss Lord. Kiss Lord? Kissmonger? What would be a good name for this character? Kiss Lord is good. Kiss Lord is good? <laughs> little Lord Kiss... Kiss Leroy. Little Lord Kiss Leroy? Yeah. No, Kiss Lord. So um, that's uh, that's an involved fantasy. 
Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, look. I if we had more venues for kissing teens, no Stephen Paddocks, you know. Huh. Well, it's so interesting. We don't know his motivation. We do not know Stephen Paddock's motivation, which is why he is the he is the ultimate school shooter. Because one, it wasn't at a school, and two, wasn't a teen that you could kiss into sublimation. Yeah, what a scary guy. Just uh, uh, I or do I, you think I it was a, a, a Saudi Arabian plot, as some conspiracy theorists think? It was ISIS. Like ISIS did take uh, credit for it. What really? Yeah, but they take credit for everything. Uh, they took credit for the Omar Mateen uh, nightclub shooting, the the Pulse nightclub shooting. They took credit for Wonder Woman eighty four. They took ISIS to credit for Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> we have poisoned the minds of the American. Yeah, they 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 claim they made it. Who were we to say mm-hmm. they didn't? Who am I to say uh, with all yeah. this fake news bounding about? What is real? What is fake? How am I to know? Just gotta feel it out. That's why. That's why we're introducing here at House of Decline vibes news, <laughs> news that you vibe with. You yeah. know, whatever. You know, like today, a lady in Arkansas drew a giant picture of a ladybug. Vibes news. Wow. That's the good kind of news that I can get can get down with on a regular basis. Where can I get more Vibes news? Oh, you can go to vibesnews.com where you can hear stories about a man in Anchorage, Alaska, getting a pet eel named Jerry and using it as a rope to swing from trees. Vibes news. I used to love thinking about like living in a jungle swinging from ropes like uh Tarzan, like pre-found Tarzan. I always mm. thought Tarzan sucked because, like, who wants to leave that place and go to England? Uh, he's in a state of nature. I don't know. There's a lot of, but you, like Tarzan, he would have been riddled with malaria. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> like thank God he must have developed an immunity to it early. Yeah, he well, must he would have just filled with West Nile. Yeah, he would immediately get smallpox, probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Because everyone was either, like, immunized from smallpox or had already gotten it. No, well, I guess maybe, the, like, the gorillas did, like, a gorilla pap thing, and they smeared, like, a bunch of gorilla shit on his face so that he developed immunities Dude, or something like that. They, the way they immunized people uh, from smallpox was insane. And they, John Adams... How did they do it? They, John Adams had it done to his family. Um, okay. And so in the 18th century, which I think is when Tarzan is happening, they're like... Some some kind of crazy col- like colonial shit going on with Tarzan that we could get into, but that's probably already happened. Um, mm. The way they would immunize people is they would take a person with smallpox, get pus from their blister, and then cut you and put their pus into the cut on you. <laughs> <laughs> Crawling in my skin. Yeah. So and then so then you would basically get like a light case of smallpox and uh, but sometimes mm. you get a really bad case and die. So roll that dice. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we're going through today with the coronavirus vaccine. Mm-hmm. Except that it's 100% safe. Maybe. <laughs> mm. 
Not tested it's on. It's fine. Not tested on. Bring I'm on. sure it's fine. I'm sure. Which one? Are, which one do you want to get? Um, I want to get uh, the Twilight Sparkle uh, <laughs> vaccine because you know that's my personality. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't is have there like a... are there multiple vaccines? Yeah, dude. There's many vaccines. Uh, uh, like uh, uh, what? What kind? Okay, so Pfizer's like, got one. Moderna's got one. Oh, different companies are making. Well, yeah, but the the Oxford one in England is different. That one's with AstraZeneca, and that one AstraZeneca. That one's not the same kind at all. Mm. And then the Russians have a vaccine that's called like Slavitol. <laughs> <laughs> we combine Slav and having it all. It's, and that one's kind of only 60% effective. Um, and then the Chinese have a vaccine that um, they're doing. Mm. And yeah, so there's a lot of different vaccines going around. A lot of competing vaccines. Um, uh, there's the Johnson should, and Johnson make one. Duke it out. There's the Johnson and Johnson okay. one. That has not come out yet. Mm. That one's thought, I think, to be um, really good up the butt. Uh, New vaccine just dropped. Yeah, in my butt. Yeah, that one's a butt. It's speci- one. Yeah, the only the only sp- one that's specifically designed for suppository use. Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for. I I like to do uh, butt vaccines. Um, butt vaccines. Yep, they're coming. It well, the danger is that your butt can become autistic. <laughs> <laughs> you, stop, you stop shitting right. You can't shit right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My bus only shits when the trains come. <laughs> <laughs> it shits on a train it schedule. No, it only shits in prime numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my autistic butt. You have to throw a bunch of toothpicks on the ground, and after counting it, then it can shit. Uh, definitely, 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 definitely good. Good depiction of autistic people. Definitely, exactly how. Rain me. Wow. The singer Sia is getting in trouble for her depiction of autistic people. Oh, no. Which is very... Well, she can't be canceled because Shia LaBeouf. Well, uh... (laughs) Famed woman beater Shia LaBeouf. Didn't he... Or am I thinking of someone else? You might be thinking of Johnny Depp in terms of someone who got a mea culpa for their alleged abuse. I think it was abusive to her. To Amber Heard? No, to Sia. To Sia? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. He seems like a weird and aggressive guy. You didn't hear about that? No. What did he do to Sia? um, What's his face? Shia v. Sia? Shia LaBeouf is like like being sued for abuse now by someone. And I think Sia gave is not necessarily testimony, but like an interview, like supporting the person... The accuser being like, yeah, he's mm. crazy. He was abusive to me, too. Ah, dang. So she's not cancelable right now. Well, there you go. She's taken down She's taken down the toxic men. So excuse me. Yeah, wh- what were you saying? <laughs> well, she's getting... So she cast Maddie Ziegler, the 13-year-old in her video that did a sexually suggestive dance with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? You never saw that video? He's in that video? Oh, yeah. God. Maddie Ziegler? Oh well, this this is well, just... but now she's playing an autistic kid in mm. Sia's film, an autistic kid who's like, you know that genre. There's this whole genre of TikToks where women 
or not it's not just women but sometimes it's it's mostly women where they fake being autistic and they're like i'm hearing an anime soundtrack this is what it looks like when an autistic person listens to classical music mm-hmm. and it shows them you know having little vibing twitches to this but mm-hmm. they're just pretending mm-hmm. for the tiktok like seen it yeah it's very bizarre well also um, the the pixar emulations have you seen those tiktoks there, yeah those are good what are the, is there a name for those like i don't know cartoonify your face probably it's like you know. know how they're, they're like they're doing emulating the motions the weird exaggerated motions that pixar characters move in mm-hmm. i enjoy it mm-hmm. i enjoy the new generation of weirdos theater kids you know yeah really divorced from any understanding of how uh social interaction works where you just farm enjoyment from other people by referencing things that had already happened that's Darmok and Jalada Tanagra. Oh no. What? <laughs> what you sound like what? you sound like a nerd. I am a nerd. I've been a nerd this whole time. You sound like a nerd. <laughs> I've been a filthy fucking nerd this whole fucking time. I've alphabetized my hentai collection. I found out It's Jack Hentai's uh, support. I found out there's a cold stone creamery. Uh, I found I found out there's a cold stone. Me and Hillary going down to it. Uh, me and Hillary going down to the cold stone, and I'm gonna get uh, nuts flavored ice cream. <laughs> gonna get nuts flavored ice cream nuts down my, at the cold stone. Gonna get nuts Have you fl- ever been fucked on an anti griddle before? <laughs> it's fr- hit the freezing paddles. I couldn't get flaccid on it. That's how hot I run. <laughs> Man, yeah, I did just find out that there's cold stone in my town. Cold stone in your town? Are to you go. going to get some anti-griddled ice cream? I really want to go get some ice cream with candy slapped into it. Mm. It's just good, mm. and I and I hope they have a drive-thru. Oh. Uh, the Book of Revelations uh, foretells the, the coming of the anti-griddle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he shall resemble the griddle in his appearance, but he shall precipitate the end of mankind. <laughs> he, shall, he shall resemble the griddle? <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's what they said about That was a famous line, like, uh, when Jerry Falwell was talking about the Antichrist. Because supposedly the Antichrist is going to be Jewish because Jesus was a Jew. And the Antichrist is like Jesus. But, the, but bizarro Jesus and Jerry Falwell said the Antichrist will be Jewish, which didn't win him a lot of points hmm. with the old Semitics. Well, maybe it won him some fans with the Muslim people. Mm. Maybe they liked that idea. <laughs> yeah, the Muslims were very fond of Jerry Falwell. Were they? Traditionally. That would be funny. Yeah, they loved him. Yeah, That would be quite funny. Yeah, for some reason in the Arab world they love Lionel Richie and Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Those was, are the two guys. You know the like the the Red Brown Alliance, which is like the the Nazis and the communists. Uh yeah, beefsteak Nazis like Ernst Röhm. The Red Brown Alliance. I was thinking that's kind of if we could have an Orange Brown Alliance of Trump and Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like high pitched <laughs> abrasive New York guys. Trump and Cuomo should run. As a team? Yeah. As Team New York? Yes, Team New York. For, they should run yeah. jointly to be mayor of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Against Andrew Yang? Yeah. We will be co-mayors. Um, we will rule together. We will agree on everything. 
<laughs> if you don't think I can get along with Donald Trump, he's very agreeable. Cuomo is really, he is the lib answer to Donald Trump. This person who's only fit, who like got ahead a lot because of their father and who failed upwards constantly and is just never pays for any of their mistakes and constantly keeps succeeding by failing. Yeah. Um, he's similar to Trump in that he has a, a horrible taste in food, as we've seen um, in stunning detail over the course of the pandemic. With yeah. just the sloppiest of presentations of spaghetti with meatballs that I've ever seen. Hey, oh, you should call it a spaghetti with mothballs, because yeah, that's, right. that's some old shit. I grew up eating spaghetti. Um, yeah. My parents, in an act of weird <laughs> transracial uh, mind fuckery, would occasionally be like, <laughs> our son's Italian, because I ate so much fucking spaghetti. And um, so ever... <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, I like to refer to my Italian roots. You um, you do have Italian roots because it wasn't yeah. my fault. That's a, actually a very uh, interesting thing that has that was a partially debated when transracial dumb first started happening. Was that one person was was raised thinking they were a race they weren't oh. by their mother, who like was crazy, Bigsby style, who was crazy, yeah. But yeah. it was they were Mexican, but their mother raised them to think that they were Native American. Okay, so Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> except not except no, not Mexican. not really because there's you don't she doesn't physically appear at all anywhere plausible enough to to be a hundred percent Native American. I don't think she claimed to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. She was. She was straight up claiming to no, be a hundred percent native. Was, American. I don't think claiming to. I'm Elizabeth Warren, and I get all my rocks off at the powwow. <laughs> I don't think. I. I really don't quite think that was her claim. It was a mistake. It was just a mistake. It's a misunderstanding. How do you like your bannock fried? <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of Elizabeth Warren just fully leading into it and saying that. Yeah, I'm full on indigenous now. I'm a full on, uh, you know, uh, Hopi person. Mm. And she just, you know, goes off and just names a bunch of tribes that are nowhere near each other. She's like part Lenape and part uh, Apache and <laughs> part Lax Qualms. They're from BC. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it could have just been Sunni versus Shia. Uh, in in my alternate reality, mm. imagine imagine if that had happened. Which so uh, if this, we had an Islam, this alt history is not impossible. Is, Islam indigenous. Yeah, this is not an impossible alt history. If the Ottoman Empire had had been kind of different or had a couple of different leaders, like yeah. they were very strong during the early colonial times, but they were wrapped up in Asia and in Israel, and then they were taking Syria and. Um, those kinds of places during the yeah. colonial settler colonial times well because so the, the what the book you're reading would say is because the europeans couldn't effectively do eastward expansion yeah. because of the ottomans yeah, they, they were essentially left with no choice but to do westward expansion right. and in order to uh and white supremacy became part and parcel of this westward expansion yes white supremacy along with pan-europeanism that kind of started. Mm. That kind of was an idea that preceded it, because the Europeans didn't work together to do anything ever. 
but yeah. they eventually started to work together to do things, some of which was fight the Ottomans. Um, and then it was like colonize Africa together. And then it was yeah. like colonize North America. And then, they yeah. st- and then they started fighting. Yeah. Well, they were always fighting during this time, but uh, sort sometimes. Of. There was a period, of a, rel- a sort of period of like building up where they weren't for a little while. Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, they were all, one or two of them was always fighting someone. Mm. Yeah. Oh, how I'd love to be in World War One. Really? Why? Living in the trenches with my terrible gun. <laughs> oh, seeing <laughs> my friends die from mustard gas. Yummy. World War One times. Hmm. I said yummy. Mustard. Yeah. Face melting, delicious face melting mustard gas. What? What's? What? It's just bleach and ammonia, right? That's all you need. Uh, and a little Dijon. <laughs> <laughs> That's that happened once. Uh, the Canadian Prime Minister Jean Chrétien uh, was asked about a controversial use of pepper spray at a protest, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, "Pepper, I like to put it on my eggs." Mm. And everyone in the Canadian media was mad at Jean Chrétien and all the, all the Quebec protesters were like, Because yeah. <laughs> he's disrespecting he the, the, the protesters? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I, forget, I forget what the context was, but it, was a, it, it was, at least had to do with police brutality. Right, yeah. And Jean Chrétien making light of the use of uh, pepper spray, yeah, it's like when, which is no joke. Yeah, it's like when Anderson Cooper called it pretzel spray. He called it pretzel spray. Yeah, and he was uh, he was uh, he got in trouble for making light of the protesters mm. enduring pretzel spray, which I would do you think? love actually. I mean, imagine a can that sprayed pretzel, <laughs> just liquid pre- like cheese whiz, <laughs> yeah. but pretzel. Yeah, cheese whiz with a spray. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretzel out. Oh my god. Mmm, salty. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of just like what Vegemite is. It's not it's no, just like no. a spread spreadable pretzel. No, Vegemite's not pretzel. No, it's it's yeast extract. It's salty, salty yeast extract. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe that has more of a presence in your life because you live in another country. I live I live in Australia, which is just Canada. They connect Australia and don't Canada they connect? are the same country. Guys- yeah, they're. they're <laughs> Well, they they're in a super they're in a quantum superposition, so Australia is overlaid over Canada. Did you see that Google is threatening to remove Google search from Australia? Over why? Because they blocked all the hentai. Um, Google is like threat, or Australia is making a law that would make Google have to pay every time they post a news article or something like that. Ooh, fun law. Yeah. Well, let's see who wins this war between corporation and state. Hint, corporation. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, Facebook is also threatening to um, remove service because the law would make Facebook have to pay every time someone posts a news article. Hmm. Interesting ideas from Australia. That is an interesting idea. Taxing information effectively. Like they like if they they would get taxed more if the news article is invented or from a particular source or something like that. Oh no! Any I think it's 
any any time any news yeah. article <laughs> so it would just discourage the sharing of news on any social media it would sort of turn into i think forcing google to f- start financing the local media because mm. i think it, the people who post the news articles the most are the news the local media like right i don't mm. know i don't know doesn't doesn't really make sense to me Oh, well. Well, I doubt Google will end up paying for that because Australia, unlike China, can't compete on the global market without access to that. Yeah, I don't know. They're not like Australia is not going to make their own proprietary search engine like Baidu. Maybe they will. Aussie search. (laughs) What Australia should do is it should seize Indonesia and the Philippines and Uh, all the Internet nodes that are in the ocean there. I mean, Australia doesn't really need to seize them. They just have to have a strong enough navy to be able to disconnect the internet nodes because I think they go to China from there, but I'm not sure. Mm. If you know what I'm talking about, the underwater internet nodes, the huge... Underwater internet nodes? Do you mean those gigantic cable tunnels? Yeah. There's awesome... Did we talk about it on the pod before? The awesome 18th or 19th century um, cross-Atlantic cable runs... Like uh, we've p- uh, possibly talked I about it, know. but give me give me some information. A couple of it. people were knighted in the course of trying to get a telegraph cable uh, down across the whole Atlantic Ocean, which, as you might imagine, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get one unbroken length of cable across the entire Atlantic Ocean is pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's why the guys that tried to do it got knighted, mm-hmm. and then they're able to sell, uh, send um, Morse code messages, like. I really love that. It took, it's such it a took beautiful two days for them to send the first porn <laughs> message. But <laughs> they they were just interpreting beeps like it's porn. It's a, the Americans they oh sent us my. porn. This is racy. <laughs> and they're just like in SOS in Morse code. They're just typing a bare ankle. No, I think it was just. <laughs> I think it was just eight zero zero eight five. well why did we turn this upside down my word the first time the first time that was seen every man in the room had a hard on (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm fully erect my bridge this this communication and it's like tele-eroticism what, what is this what is this eroticism uh, mania that's sweeping the country and it's mm-hmm. it's like it first printed in papers and they like the first laws against the press are done in England because of it yeah <laughs> because of these morse code sects <laughs> sex yeah I hate the word sext because it's so hard to pronounce it also and is I, confusingly close to the word six in latin and sect and yeah i don't know yeah we should rename sex maybe just uh, call it fucking. we should rename sex call it <laughs> fun time why not just jolly fun time fun time i know that would be bad uh call it slurpy do yeah. call it fungala call it uh borghese oh i i watched call it tread 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 Tread. Tread. What's that about? It's about the guy who made the killdozer in Colorado and went on a rampage Ooh. destroying town and just because yeah. he's angry at the town council. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's a fun documentary. What did you learn from it? Um, that some some people some people just lose it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we all go a little crazy sometimes. You, totally you know what we lost it. <laughs> like the stuff that happened to him wasn't that bad. Like he made a lot of money. he bought a piece of land and then the town council kind of jerked him around a little bit. And they were like, okay, we're going to, you bought a piece of land, but we're going to start a concrete plant right next to you. Because they wanted to mm. buy that piece of land for themselves. Mm. So they started a concrete plant, but it's not that big of a deal. He ends up selling the plot of land and making quite a profit and then giving the profit away immediately to his family so that the victims of his crime cannot seek recompense from his estate. And then goes on a crazy rampage and destroys every, like, town councilman's town and business with a you highly see, modified that's all st- That's just what Stephen Paddock had to do. He just right. had to do property damage. He didn't have to go around. See, people seem as, like, the motivation is very mystical for Paddock. But it's like, nah, he was just, like, a humiliated white dude. The most dangerous person, the most dangerous type of person on Earth. Yeah, something bad must have happened. Well, they it was uh, it was reported before that he just had a significant amount of gambling losses, like more than usual. Hmm. And you know, even if he was if if his head was still above water, uh, you know, type of personality like that, you know, you're gonna say these gambling losses are infinite, and they define me as a human being. And rather than admit my own failure, I'll go out doing what I love. That, that's <laughs> that's kind of why I punched breakfast. That's why you punched breakfast. You were going right. all Stephen Paddock on your breakfast exactly. today. You were taking out your your uh, humiliated white maleness. Right. On having on an your unsatisfactory yeah. egg. Yeah. I was promised. I was promised everything by society. I was promised good eggs by society. Th- and I get these mediocre you'd eggs. You'd think $13 would get you some good eggs, but nope. Yeah. You'd be wrong. And that's why I'm going to kill those. I also threw, I threw a couple of dollar bills in along with the breakfast and punched the money as well uh, for the symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> it's your... You're the pro. This is where it all starts with you. Yeah, yeah I lit some The little incense. George Washingtons yeah, inc- getting black eyes. Yeah. What? I also lit a little incense. I made a whole ceremony, so... All right. See, that's out. what we see. That's the new religion. People, people been the, trying to find a way to replace God after he died when Nietzsche killed him with his big German dick. Yeah. And um, uh, we we do it with breakfast punching. That's the new religion. Mm-hmm. That's why all the buffets look so ragged around the hotels of America. Yeah. Because of the all the, clerks. the big new breakfast punching religion. Yeah. Well, all the clerks and the and the cleaners get their get their anger out by punching the breakfast buffets every morning <laughs> you watch any of the inauguration yeah i was eating donuts and uh pretzel pre- ham and ham and cheese pretzel stuff you're eating pretzel spray uh, pretzel uh, uh pretzels and donuts and watching the yeah. inauguration yeah i saw lady gaga i saw um brant bjorn i saw jello uh J- jello biafra I saw... Jello Biafra was Yeah, there. who else did I see? Beck, um, uh, Korn, I saw... Mm-hmm. Who else was there? David Bowie, very mm-hmm. impressive, him mm-hmm. being dead. Um, Garth Brooks ran around and kissed everyone. <laughs> Garth Brooks was the kiss lord did for the day. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the kiss lord. 
he was. He ran around and kissed George Bush, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. He gave him each the kiss of death. Sent by Q. You're not going to turn down Garth. I thought Garth Brooks had a fucking suicide vest on. Man, I thought he was that guy was going to blow at any moment. And then I just realized, no, he just looks like that. He just looks like he was a suicide vest. I really, it's quite amazing how generic looking Garth Brooks is. Just how he looks like any dad you'd find at a mall. Yeah. But he's the biggest selling artist of all time. Because some people like look weird. They look like they should be famous based on how weird they look. Like, uh... Michael Shannon. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, Michael Shannon. Like, yeah, man, you're too weird-looking to not be famous. Or Axl Rose, you know, is like, he was always going to be famous because he's just so fucking weird-looking. Yeah. Uh, man, fucking everyone talking about the poetry girl whose poem sucked, but it was vague. So, that's... People liked it. Yeah, I don't care about poetry, so I thought it was fine. I it's, mean, uh, I guess, it's, I, guess it, I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't care about poetry, but it's, I mean, come on. It's a lot of Kingdom Hearts dialogue, and that was sort of like the tenor of Joe Biden's speeches. I know, in my heart, America is light, you know? I mean, she kind of went to talk, she kind of just talked directly about democracy. So no metaphor. Healing the divide. No real metaphors to be had, right? I don't know. That was fun. Yeah. Sewing up the gash. Did that's, you hate it? I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't hate it. It's like I. What did I expect? There's nothing to hate. Like if you were expecting some sort of profound, uh, beautiful thing, then you know it's it's an inauguration. It's supposed to be geared towards the most amount of people possible. So you're going to end up with something lowest common denominator and bland, which is what you got. Would, but I guess it was it what was people anti Joe Biden. It was like anti Joe Biden. Yeah, that would have made me happy. F- <laughs> yeah, she was like they, they secretly got a Bernie person and it was like she was just like Bernie would have won. That would have been a very won. funny po- a very funny poem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have been Bernie. Bernie would have won. Four twenty Harambe, drop the mic. <laughs> Once the Zoomers are in power, you know, first Zoomer congressperson. What do you think about Madison Cawthorn? Madison Cawthorn? The bizarro FDR? Yeah, the the Nazi FDR. Yeah, he, he is the Nazi he was, FDR. He has an in, Instagram post where he's like, finally, my dream, I'm visiting the Eagle's Nest in Germany. <laughs> Where the Fuhrer, um, I'm standing where the Führer stood, and he's like, I just love history, is all. He like, wear, I like the idea of he wears leather, <laughs> like Nazi leather outfits. Yeah, he looks like a Nazi. Has the Nazi haircut. He's yeah. very far right wing, and he's paralyzed from a car accident. Mm-hmm. He's good looking, and had several women accuse him of sexual uh, assault, touching, I believe, and forcible kissing. Whoa, he he's the kiss. L- okay, he is gonna stop the kiss, kiss lord. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like the idea of him and Dan Crenshaw running on like a, a an ableism, an anti-ableist Republican ticket of Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are the disabled Nazis. Feel pity for us. <laughs> that that's such a yeah. That that is like one of the weirdest. So I, I like often the criticisms of PC culture. I think are stupid, 
but it's funny when they work against the hallmarks of uh, or the usual beneficiaries of PC culture. And a good example of that is like uh, the time that SNL made fun of Dan Crenshaw, mm-hmm. and then they had to Pete Davidson had to fucking apologize to his one-eyed fucking face on TV the next day and say, "Hey, this guy's fine actually." When in reality, Dan Crenshaw's a monster, and it's okay to make fun of the physical appearance of monsters. <laughs> I think. Whoa. I think. Well, that's fine. I I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Mm. If it, if shouldn't body shame you know, if it's ever wrong to make fun of the physical appearance of anyone <laughs> taking the high road on <laughs> I'm taking the high road uh, oh uh, I think God. you can you can body shame everyone uh, can't body shame pregnant women who? pregnant women uh, yeah I guess that's taboo they're, they're, they're off limits only if you're re- trying to be really funny can you body shame. Uh, yeah, only if you're like one of two British comedians, um, I believe. Yeah. Uh, who's that uh, annoying one with the shows? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, yes, that one. Uh, Catherine Ryan? I don't know. I don't know. You know who I mean. S- Sandy Talks. I ate an entire jar of Nutella with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> it was very dark. It was my COVID oh, low. Oh my god! My COVID low. COVID. Eating peas with a knife. Pandemic sucks. I'm tired of the pandemic. <laughs> Just big old globs of Nutella on, a on knife. your knife's edge. Yeah, that's how a man eats his Nutella, and not like a butter knife either, like a hunting knife. <laughs> no, it's a butter knife. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, not a Michigan-style Nutella, yeah, it's a, which it's is a, just Nutella spirit on a hunting. it's a folding gun. butter knife, so it's cool. Uh, it's a butterfly butter knife. Uh, so it's got two. <laughs> so I can really get a lot of scooping out of the Nutella. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, that inauguration was boring. Yeah. And the Bernie Mittens beam was instantly burned out. Uh, because of how uh, replete it was, but uh, I, does it bear analysis? Naomi Klein analyzed it for The Intercept, and she was like, the mittens are rebellion. The mittens are, you know, uh, practicality. The mittens are materialism. I didn't read the article, hmm. but she's Naomi. I love her. I'm sure it's fine. Wow. Uh, you love her? I I think she's great. I really think that, um, you know, uh, whatever you think of her public persona, the Shock Doctrine and No Logo are uh, integral uh, texts, and uh, reading them helps you to understand the inbred corporate landscape in which we live. A resounding endorsement. No, I think everyone should read the Shock Doctrine. The Shock Doctrine is, like, uh, really, really, really helps you understand... The world around you um and the way that modern capitalism operates and how it tases uh, your nuts well it is just uh disaster capitalism like uh things like the capital uh 
the capital insurrection. People pray for the a certain type of capitalist prays for those types of events because that's when you can create a sense of uncertainty, which is where change and new legislation happens. And, you know, you create a bigger security apparatus so that more private contractors can take advantage of government contracts to um, supply the security apparatus. And it's all this you know, uh, gigantic Ouroboros that who, who's who's uh, the, the only input it gets is just tragedy and fear and harm that are born from these, you know, d- uh, negative black swan events. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it really spells out the tenor of this world we live in where there are constant crises that destabilize us and prevent us from being politically active while simultaneously enfranchising the capitalist class to take advantage of the sense of loss and fear from these crises. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It spells it all out. Hard agree. (laughs) Have you read the shock doctrine? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's good. It's one of the like three books that I've read actually too. So, Cool. Well, uh, um, I will probably I can maybe buy it. I've been I bought too many books, so I'm on a book buying pause. But I did buy some more books. I have to confess. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell become you. Become a book not, man. Become one of those obnoxious people on Twitter yeah. that posts the books they read this year, and it's a big pile. Yeah, I. And one of like, my friends. Yeah, I read. Yeah, one of my friends did, and it was way more books than I read. I was like, yeah. damn it! I only but read like it was, five. <laughs> but it was just several different editions of harry potter no it was not he was like yeah i like reread milton uh i reread dante oh who cares oh yeah i took it i did virgil shit i read and i'm like virgil man lame i read a a big book about what if history was different in a (laughs) in a cool way with action Which is, of course, the book about uh, the indigenous people converting to Islam. No, that's, um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's the book I'm thinking about writing, which would be cool. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the Jihad from Within. <laughs> In 1776. Yeah. Jihad from Within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to, and, and it's like how, and so then, because then what happens is that the part of the, part of the reason, um, another reason they had to they were searching for slaves basically mm-hmm. to, and slaves that like once African nations uh, Senegal in particular completely converted to Islam mm-hmm. they weren't as much able to use c- conversion as a reason to enslave people so they were on the mm-hmm. lookout for non um, Muslim indigenous people to enslave so I was thinking maybe mm. if uh, they, the native people of America had learned about Islam, they could have resisted. But who knows? Who knows? Mm. Well, so, so you yeah, that's a very interesting theory. So Islam gave communities the ability to resist the influence of, uh, of mm. the white colonialists. Yes, sort of. A little bit. I don't know. That's, I think he well, says Well, read that. the book I think he by says Gerald that. Horn. Yeah, it's, I think he says that as one thing that happened. I don't know. The, yeah. He cites a lot of sources, that, and I don't flip back to look at the sources. So who knows? It could all be. No, you're not a monster. It could the the sources that he cites could all be like 
insane <laughs> people. J- Jim's Islam Shack at geocities.com. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. all you need to know. Uh, so the book this week, the book, the House of Decline book recommendation is the, Gerald Horns. The dawning, is that his name, Gerald? Yeah, Horns? the dawning of the apocalypse. The dawning of the apocalypse by Gerald Horns. About, by Gerald about Horn. the 16th century, where mm-hmm. everybody was evil. <laughs> everyone was evil, unlike today. Everyone. When everyone is just well-meaning. Everyone was trying to enslave everyone. The Ottomans were enslaving people. Everyone, like they were like, the the next most enslaved people after black people were Polish people. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Like over the course of fifty years, in like the fifteenth century, like almost two million Poles and Lithuanians were enslaved. I I like that. Just Poland has been just fucked constantly just because they happen to operate at the geographic center of Europe. That's the only yeah. reason why they're fucked constantly <laughs> is because just from just position, just coordinates. Mm-hmm. They got the bad coordinates. Yeah, they're defenseless. Yeah, the most easy to invade. There's no fucking mountains. It's just plains all around. Like, just totally vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> the French had a big spooky forest. Yeah. We have a big spooky. That the reason why the French thought that the Ardennes were a big was like such a imposing thing for the Germans was because the Ardennes historically for the Fran- for the French had been the big spooky forest that that, the, mm-hmm. that their army wouldn't go through for any mm-hmm. reason and it became like a legend. Like, oh mm. no, that's the big spooky forest. No one can make it through oh, that. Oh no, there are big spiders. There are big <laughs> ordinateurs in there. Oh, two grand ordinateurs. Yeah, very funny. Uh, and then the Germans went and through And then, it. yeah, and then they took over. <laughs> well, I guess it was not so spooky after all. <laughs> yeah. This will, this will come of use in the next war. Well, when Macron declares war on Germany. The other interesting thing in the book is the idea of pan-Europeanism being like a, evolving alongside white supremacy and how the EU is is kind of weird in that way. <laughs> a return to form. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we should just, I think, yeah, pan-continents, except for pan-Africanism, which is great, and practiced by the master himself, Gaddafi, R.I.P. Yeah, Gaddafi. patron of the pod. Yeah. Patron saint, I believe. Not an actual patron. He did not pay us. We are not under his employ. We are not agents of Gaddafi. <laughs> Good night, Momar. Good night. Wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs>